to everyone interested in salvation in Jesus Christ. Look nowhere from the world. Look in the Bible and, and watch my episode as well. Today I'm going to share my important meditation in this topic. We need companions. We all need companions, don't we? Let's look at book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. Let's look at book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, gave himself for it. Book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 12. And the man said, The woman who love gave to be with me, she gave me the tree, gave me of the tree, and I did it. The reason why God created us is for the mankind is to experience relationship with God and others. No one is perfectly enough that doesn't need any helper except God himself. God knew that his cre- creation will have the weakness in some moments, and we need an encourager Comforter and supporter during a lifetime. Lifetime. Hence, he formed family, marriages, society, and nations in order to unite everyone into a group. And each one of us can take part in certain roles and share responsibilities. In reality, nobody can totally be self sustainable along without any relationship to others. For example, we always need some farmers and husbandmen to grow corns and fruit so we can have something to eat. Furthermore, we need some electronic technicians, car technicians, automobile technicians to take care of the problems we may encounter when we are driving on the road. Actually, we closely place rather reliance on each other's support in our society. God never intended for his children to live alone in loneliness. He wants us to love toward each other. God ordained marriages from family. Without marriage, it is impossible to express love and allow God to express his unconditional love to his creations. Without love, we are solely a robot which has no sensation and passion. God smiles at us when we have companionship or lover. A lover to love and be loved, we should keep the loyalty to which we marry and spend a whole lifetime together. Your spouse, like you, must also have some weakness and desperately wants and needs your understanding, encouragement, support, and help. We cannot see God's and experience God's love and emotion in other way than to feel that His existence through others. Don't forget the truth that the truth that we are finite creatures. Sometimes we cannot prevent any chance to make mistakes or even sin against our spouse. God teaches us to forget other people's wrongdoing. All the time as they say wait we already receive God's forgiveness. Sometimes God just allow us to forget. When somebody have idle talk, have gossip, uh, talking to us, hurt us, 
we have to forgive in order for God to forgive us. When we sin against God, either purposefully or not, God always kindly forgive and trespass. We have a reconciled with us. Why not just forgive others like what God does? If God forgive, we don't forgive. We are hypocrites. We are no longer God's child, but we are bastard. If we humbly repent our trespass and rebuild the relationship to our spouse, we will have better understanding of others and also be able to establish intimate relationship with them. Now the second topic is God is merciful and kind to anyone. God is merciful and kind to anyone. Let's look at book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 35. But love ye your enemies, and do good, and let, and hope it will not be again, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of Hades, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the devil. To the evil. And to the evil. And the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 6. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Book of Micah, book, uh, book of Micah, chapter 7, verse 18. Who is a God like unto thee, that pardon iniquity, and passed by the transgressor? transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He retained not his anger forever, because he delighted in the mercy, in mercy. Book of Psalms, chapter 37, 26. He is ever merciful, and let and his sea is blessed. Book of Psalms, chapter 84, verse 11 to 12. For the Lord God is Son and the shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusts in thee. God is merciful and compassionate to unbeliever and believer as well. As a matter of fact, God loves unbeliever even more than believers. The bad news is that God distributes his love and grace unfairly and unequally to mankind for his reasons. I'm not kidding you. Why God seems to care less for Christians? Why God is unjust? Yes, God is unfair. It's only for a little bit. He loves the wicked people more than righteous and godly Christians because God wants to propitiate to those unbelievers to repentance. If you only repent, God will shift his focus on those who are not repent and for waiting for him to repent. God care less to born again children of God, children of God because we already receive remission sins and we are bound to heaven already. However, God worried to those lost souls. We are still hostile to God who are hostile to God and unbelief. So God intensified his grace and love to them by hoping they would change his mind and eventually repent. God doesn't delight in eyes seeing unbelievers to go to hell once, one by one, because he know he knew how horrible it is in the, in the hell. As a reborn Christian, don't agonize, grouch, 
and abominate God. For the fact that he indeed loves the wicked more than the godly, more than the, the godly, we, the born-again children, have already received everlasting blessing, inheritance, and become heir of Christ Jesus. The true eternal happiness and abundance are waiting for us to enjoy once we get there. We shall reconcile the fact that God and fully understand God's way and sovereignty. We shall preach the gospel to the whole world to save those unbelievers from hell. The unbelievers saw are in dangerous condition if they choose to ignore God's mercy and grace and keep unbelief until death. God sees any mercy toward them when they die and judgment begin to <clears throat> begin to judge them because they lost the opportunity to repent and reconcile with God during their lifetime. Why not believers can be successful and prosper without God? Not true. Nobody can live without God's blessing. They just don't feel that they are receiving God's blessing and grace in every moment. Unbelievers are spiritually blind and ignorant. Ignorance even they have received tremendous amounts of God's blessing. They insist to deny and unappreciate unappreciative God. We, the Borica Christians, are the ambassador of heaven. The kingdom of God, when someone offends us, we should give him or her mercy, compassion, and forgive him or her without bitterness. Because we represent the heaven, we, the born-again sons of the most holy God, high God, should be conforming the image of Christ Jesus and add as the followers of Jesus Christ. God only, will only love and bless those heaven citizens in eternal eternity and cast away the unbeliever to everlasting fire of hell. Trust God and believe wholeheartedly that God will never leave us nor forsake us. Our purpose is for earthly happiness and possession, but for eternal happiness, heavenly citizenship. You might wonder why if you convert a Christian in old age, so you can enjoy the benefit of God's blessing and grace. Remember, nobody knows exactly when, when he will die, so it is very risky not to convert it as Christian earlier. Moreover, even though God intensifies his love toward the unbelievers, but you must face the truth that the unbeliever also is under some curses. God delivered only the born-again Christian from the attack of demons and evil. The unbelievers are also taking risk of possessed of demons. Demons will attack unbelievers and may put them in major risk of health issue and financial trouble. We, the Bolivian Christians, have the access to pray to God for protection and establish an intimate relationship with God, while unbelievers can never have anything to receive. It is near impossible for a rich man to believe God because he has everything in earthly possession. Idolizing money superior than God and he delighted in exaltation of himself as God. As you know, unbelievers are living under the dominion of Satan and they are spiritually blinded. 
therefore it makes it even more difficult for unbelievers to believe God. Do not envy to those unbelievers, oppressors who prosper without any prayer requests. They will be destroyed when they keep on doing their unbelief and ignore God until they die. As Christians, we have the responsibility to spread the gospel worldwide as God commands it in the scripture. No matter what happens to us, we must keep the faith also to comfort and encourage other Christians during their tribulations. Nevertheless, life will tear down those beautiful boastful, those arrogant boastful wicked people sooner or later. If they choose to reject God's will for them to repent, all their possession will be taken away, all their pride will be taken away, and no ex- exemption. Some deluded at this brag about their, uh, their successful life without prayer. Many young Christians give up faith and hope because what atheists are affecting the society. I must put a warning sign to those atheists, even though God is kind to them, but does not mean God condone them and allow them to, to be unbeliever. But he can take away the blessing of what they own at any time, in the overnight. This is the end of my episode. I hope you will enjoy it and and, uh, receive the blessing from my message. Thank you. Goodbye. Take care. God loves you always. Hi to everyone who watching my show. Today I'm going to talk about a topic called to be modest and meek. To be modest and meek. Let's look at James chapter 1 verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath and book of Ram, Roman book of Romans chapter 1 verse 22 professing themselves to be wise they become they became fools and book of Proverbs chapter 17 27 he that had knowledge spare his words and the man of understanding is of an excellent spirit Book of Proverbs, chapter seventeen, twenty-eight. Even a fool, when he holds his peace, is counted as wise, and he that shut his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. And Book of Proverbs, chapter ten, verse nineteen. In the multitude of words, there wanted not sin, but he that Refrain his lips is wise. And look at Book of Ecclesiastes, chapter, three, chapter 5, verse 3. For a dream comes through the multitude of business, and the full voice, the full voice is known by a multitude of words. 
Pride is the major sinful issue in human life. Pride makes you ignorant, unable to learn from others. God hates the pride, but he loves the humble and meek. An arrogant man will show off his ability and competency in public, and thus making people around him very repulsive. The Bible informs us to be quick to listen and slow to speak and anger. Imagine that if a student in a classroom frequently talking to a professor expressing his thoughts and competency, but he doesn't want to listen to the lecture. Of course, it is very exasperating to any, anybody. If any man thinks he is competent and knowledgeable in all subjects, in all subjects, he's deceiving himself. For example, you can be a triple PhD in mathematics, physics, and chemistry that merely indicate that you have achievements in these three areas only. However, you are not familiar with any economy, financial, or computer technology. How do you know about political science, psychology, and soci soci sociology? As a matter of fact, it is true that the further and advanced into your study, the more you need to learn. Don't disregard as any uneducated worker. You would be surprised to find out how many things you can learn from them. You will feel wrenched that you are overly self-confident and cocky friends, friends reject you in public. Pride is the deadly sin, as Satan himself already incapacitated his position in heaven. Pride marks your good fellowship to Jesus Christ and spoils you your Christian testimony. A disdainful preacher makes his sermons in the church services and worships into a glib show. Any prideful character and conduct only disgrace yourself and it unquestionably ruins friendship and vehemently uninvited to its social meeting and environments. A prideful Christian forces himself to be hopeless, helpless, and because God doesn't want to deal with any self-deceived arrogant person. When you are so prideful, you will automatically cut yourself from any help in any prayers. You must face reality without God's blessing and grace. You can do nothing without Jesus Christ. A prideful, a boasting man fostered in worship himself, not serving God. Many who are first now will be last, and last should be first. Conversely, many who are last will become first. God hate pride, so he made a balance for those who are pride and who are humble. Now let's look at the, another topic here. How to receive God's kindness. How to receive God's kindness. In our daily struggle of life, 
we have to make some important decision on finances and vocation. If we want to have the good outcomes that bring blessing to our lives, we must ask God's help because of limitation in mankind, the, um, in the impotent, finite creature, we must wait on God's providence. Our God is the all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-good. He can see everything that we are unable to see. Thus, only He can guide us in the pathway of our life. The waiting and rest, resting on God's process can bring glory to Him. The following seven keywords are the results of my unique experience in the unanswered prayer. Pure heart and godly living. Before we ask God to give the wisdom to solve our problem, we must first ask ourselves, am I living in sin and fail to confess and repent it to God? Do I have any adulterate thoughts, lasciviousness in our thoughts and performance, behavior, God will not give any blessing to anyone who is living in sin without repentance because that contradicts his holiness nature. God cannot condone and ordain any sinful lifestyle even though suffering incapacitates destroy life. Therefore we must repent of sin and remain godly and pure in daily life. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 59 the eye behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that he cannot say, neither his ear heavy, that he cannot hear. But your iniquity has separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. For your hands are devoured with blood, and your finger with iniquity, your lip has spoken lies, your tongue has muttered perverse, perverseness. None call for justice, nor any plead for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceal mischief and bring for iniquity. They hatch cockatrice eggs and wave the spider's wave. He that eats their eggs dies, and that which is crushed breath out into a fiber. Their webs shall not become garments, neither shall they cover themselves with their works. Their words are words of iniquity, and the acts of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they may haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, Wasting and destruction are in their path. The way of peace they know not, and there is no judgment in their going. They have made their cooked, cooked path. Cooked the path, whosoever goes therein shall not know peace. Therefore is judgment far from us, neither do justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold, um, obscurity for brightness but we walk in darkness we grow up for the war like a blind and we grow up as if we have no eyes we stumble and no 
noon day as in the night. We are in desolate places as a dead man. We roar like a we roar all like a bear bear and mourn score like a dove. We look for judgment but there's none for salvation but it is far off from us. For our transgression are multiplied before thee, and our sin testify against us. For our transgression are with us, and as our iniquity we know them. In transgressing and lying against the law, the departed away from our God, speaking uh, oppression and revolt, conceiving and altering from the heart. Words of falsehood and judgment is turned away backward, and justice stands afar off, for truth is fallen and in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yet truth fail, and he that depart from evil make himself a prey, and the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment, and he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor, Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness is sustained in him. First John chapter 1 verse 9 If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Second, we must surrender our will in all our ways. We need to submit to His timing and His will completely. Put God's will in the top priority and forsake our will. Sometimes it is difficult to work with God if we cannot see the future beyond the horizon. We always want to know what is the second step before taking the first step. We must listen carefully on God's instruction in every step. Forsake our human reasoning and desires and wait on him patiently in his timing. Never try to figure out what it work in your own strength. Otherwise you will suffer the consequences of it. Submit to God with a humble heart. First Peter chapter 5 verse 6 Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hands of God that he may exalt you in due time. Third, ask and receive. In the book of James 5, If any of you lack of wisdom, let him ask of God, that give to all men liberally and unbread not, it shall be given him. Six, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wave is like a wave of sea, driven with the wind and toasted. 7. For then not that men think that he shall receive anything of the law. James chapter 4 verse 3. Ye ask and receive not, because you ask, ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. God said that in the book of James you receive not, because you ask not. It is God's promise to give us blessing if we sincerely ask him to do that. We must ask God to tell us what his, his will is, so we can wait on Him, knowing what to do. He is obligated to provide the needs of His children. We must have the strongest faith to be confident, whatever 
he listened to a crying complaint every time in our life. God's not an important, ignorant God. Sometimes the waiting period can be very long because the biggest blessing requires the longest waiting time and strongest faith to rest assurance to it. Let's look at first John chapter 5 verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. First John 5, chapter 5 verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. Fourth, I'm talking about always meditate on the Bible. God has promised that his light will shine on the pathway of our light. Let's look at book of Psalms chapter, chapter 119 verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Therefore the greater meditation we, must, we put on the word of God in our heart, the clearer to see our direction in God's view and the more blessing God can bring to us. If you don't read Bible, then you can't have, you cannot have the relationship with God, any relationship with God. Number five, trust on God, trust God. Let's look at book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 22. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever should say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but should believe that those things which he, he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. If we pray to God according to His will, while well, believe that we have received demands, then God must give us God give us everything. God will never overlook for our faith. He will reward it, trust in righteousness, His righteousness and faithfulness. God doesn't enjoy our suffering and find no pressure observing it. It hurt God's cause when we waste all our life doing everything in failure. Remember this, when Christians suffer endless failures, it only brings glory to the devil, the Satan, not to God. God doesn't want the devil to steal any glory from him. Therefore, asking God, what are your holy will and add upon it will honor God's cause. Number six, waiting on God's timing. God already stated in the Bible that he will surely bring blessing to his children to pass for our good. However, do we have the faith, endurance, and determination, and patience to receive those blessings? Let's look at book of Isaiah chapter 64 verse 4. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear Neither had the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he had prepared for him, that waited for him. 
If we lose the faith and endurance, naturally we will try to do on our own, own way, depending on our own strength. After born again conversion already taken place, will eventually destroy you, and we must face suffering of great consequences. Please try to believe what he said in the Bible and trust him until the devil loses his battle. God always rewards our faith. God doesn't force us to do whatsoever necessary according to his will, but we, we have the face consequences when we reject God's help. Number seven, receive the blessing with thanksgiving only when we obey his will and endure the temptation to give up hope and trust God with faith in Christ Jesus. God will help us to give us blessing. We can declare the faith 100% sure that God will not forsake and betray us. In all circumstances, he loves us too much and he desires everyone to be happy. He will guide us in wisdom in our pathway of life because they are, these are the promise and the obligation to care for the needy, especially for what, to whom he has perfect faith. However, since he already informed us his will in our life, we also have the responsibility to obey and rest upon his counsel. Let's look at Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find, not that it shall be opened unto you. Matthew 7, 8 For everyone that asks, receive, and he that seeks, find, and to him that not, it shall be opened. James chapter 1, verse 5 If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give to all men liberally, and upright not, and it shall be given him. Believe me, if you faithfully believe what I said in this experience and learn the lesson to apply to your life, you will find peace, confidence, and joy because you already have peace of mind and assurance whatsoever the God will show you what to do to know His will and receive a blessing in the decision-making process. Even though, meanwhile, you cannot understand what things work out in this way or other, another and choose to make the decision based on the principle principles. Nevertheless, you still can trust what the other believers testimony and practical in reality. When you pray to God, please be specific, specific what you need, not to listen to him in order to know his will for your life. If follow after your true fully trust and rest on him to deal with any need. Respect his timing and wait. Moreover, don't place any idols in your life and that ruin your fellowship with Christ Jesus. Finally, let God have Jewish jurisdiction in whole control your life. The control your life and my precious experience has tell you, show you that God definitely will give you expirate blessing. Be reminded that reward of Christian life is not just for eternal life only, but also to enjoy abundant life full of supply and blessing to our need in this life. Trust Him and have faith. You will never find any disappointment in Him. Period. God bless you. This is the end of my episode. Thank you so much. And love you and take care. Goodbye.